We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey everyone, welcome to the Rotor Grinders Morning Grind Podcast. I'm your host, Stevie TPFL. It's Wednesday, it's January 4th, it is 2023. Haven't messed it up yet. It will only take a few more days, I'm sure. I'm sure I'll mess it up, but if you're watching on YouTube, welcome. Thanks for hanging out. Um, It is Tuesday night if you're watching on YouTube, but if you're listening to the podcast, you're probably listening to it on Wednesday, so appreciate everyone listening. Today, got our buddy Keith Eister, Eyes819. Keith? Three game NBA slate where the Thunder scored 150 <laughs> points. Uh, I'm ready to move on to this 12 game NBA slate here for Wednesday. Yeah, man. Uh, Happy New Year, first of all. Um, <laughs> yeah. Definitely a, a weird three game slate for Tuesday night. Um, we kind of expected the blowout between Boston and Oklahoma City, but I don't think anybody expected Oklahoma City to be the ones doing the blowing out. Um, if you're listening to Crunch Time, I was heavy on Trey Mann, and he got way more run despite not starting. He played 32 minutes and put up 44 DK points, so that worked out really well. Hopefully, we got some people on Trey Mann. Uh, projections had Isaiah Joe popping right up at lock as well. He put up a great game, so hopefully some people got some exposure to Thunder and Giannis with another a, a big game, 55 points and 10 rebounds. Like The game some of these stars are putting up here recently is just incredible. Like Obviously, Donovan Mitchell with the massive game Monday, and a bunch of people had 40 points. Now Giannis going for 55 on on Tuesday. Like some of these games are just just awesome. What we're seeing in the NBA here. So I was right about Brooke Lopez in that game, or not Bobby Portis. I was very very high on Bobby Portis on the podcast, but I was very low on Brooke Lopez. <laughs> Whoops. Um, 
I mean, Drew only playing 19 minutes obviously helped Giannis a ton. That you know, yep. you ran good on that. Um, what a game for sure uh, for Giannis. Um, yeah, I mean, it, it's an interesting. Listen, we're moving on. We're moving on. I, I don't even have anything else to say. Also, like the NBA did so great with scheduling last week. Um, this week the schedule is is so crappy. But anyway, we'll be back tomorrow talking football week eighteen. Um, it'll be tough to talk about football tomorrow, but we'll get there. But yeah, um, let's get into it. Twelve game NBA slates. What's up, Brent? What's up, Yeezy? What's up, Trey? Appreciate everyone hanging out over there on YouTube. Memphis at Charlotte, 229 total. The Grizzlies are a seven-point favorite in this one. On the Charlotte side, Gordon Hayward is doubtful. Cody Martin is questionable. And Kelly Oubre is out. He's going to be out for a little while. So I'll continue to say it. But, yeah, just know that he's going to be out for a while. On the Memphis side of this game, Brandon Clark is out. Danny Green is out. Um, And then Zero Williams is questionable. We'll go to Memphis first. What do you like here for the Grizzlies? I mean, fantastic matchup here against Charlotte. You obviously have to have some interest in Ja. I think he's a perfectly fine spend up in this on the slate, even though it's it's a monster here. This is a great matchup. Uh, Desmond Bain, we don't know what the minutes are going to look like. He sat out uh, over the weekend. Um, and he has only played 29 minutes since returning is, is his highest. When does that tick up into the mid-30s? Not for sure, but the price tag has fallen a little bit on Desmond Bain. 6,700. If he gets like 32 minutes here, I'm highly interested in that, in this matchup. Um, if he's in that 28-29 minute range, I think he still has a chance to pay it off. Um, so I'll, I'll play a little Desmond Bain. And then if they're missing a bunch of front court guys again, I think you can take shots on Jaron Jackson Jr., uh, not a guy that plays a ton of minutes, but with them short on bodies, he's seen 29 minutes at least in each of the last three games. If Aldama misses and Clark misses, uh, Zaire Williams, another front court body, like if they're short on bodies here, I'll, I'll have some exposure to Jackson as well, just because this matchup against Charlotte is fantastic. But Jaws is the priority. I think you can definitely play Desmond Bain. Give me some Jaron Jackson and then uh, – I mean, depending on who else is out, you could you could even go deeper on Memphis here. One of my favorite value plays as of right now is Steven Adams. I mean, it, it's weird to like say Steven Adams on a 12-game slate, but that's just how bad Charlotte is against big men. Um, he scored 51 fantasy points against this team earlier this season in 21 minutes. Um, so Jaron Jackson being back obviously has hurt the production a little bit, but I mean, you look at his last few games, the guy is rebounding at such a high clip. This is a team that's terrible at rebounding the basketball. I mean, they're bottom three in, I think it's against small forwards, power forwards, and centers as far as rebounding. So I think Steven Adams at 5,400 on DraftKings with over 42 fantasy points in three straight games, he just didn't get enough price bump in this matchup. So like Steven Adams, I agree with everything you said. I mean, tournament-wise, I think Desmond Bain, you play the tournament shot and hope you get that four or five-minute bump um you know without being announced that's even better so john moran's probably my least favorite of the group today which probably means he'll go for like 70 fantasy points <laughs> happening lately um but i i mean i like the value i think there's a lot of value here on memphis today and i, I mean that's kind of where i'm leaning on the charlotte side lamella balls 10-2 his price is kind of caught up to the production 
LaMelo Ball is a good like 50 to 60. I don't know if he's like a 70 to 80 point guy. And at 10-2 on a 12-game slate, we're really going to need that like 65-ish type upside. He has it. It's just I don't think it's going to happen all the time. Rozier is much cheaper. I think P.J. Washington is someone that is going to continue to play 30-plus minutes a night. He's 5,600 with Kelly Oubre out for a long period of time. That's definitely something to watch. And one more thing that I'll note before I send it over to Keith here is Dennis Smith Jr. returned the other night against the Lakers. He played 18 minutes. This is someone that was playing really strong minutes. We'll have to see what it looks like with Ball and Dennis Smith Jr. both active. But I think he's someone that can get like 22 minutes. Don't know if I go here at 4,700 on this slate, but it's something to watch if we get um, closing on the weekend. So what are your thoughts on Charlotte? I agree with your Lamelo take. It's it's tough to pay 10-2 in this matchup against Memphis, who's been really solid on the defensive end. Um, I think I agree. Like, I want to run it back. I'm going to have plenty of Memphis exposure, so I'm looking for runbacks here. But getting – like, if I want to play Ja, playing Lamelo on the other side of that, like, I'm, I'm focusing my entire – salary allocation basically or at least my two spend ups um into this game on a 12 game slate and i just i don't know if i feel comfortable with that so i like dropping down to rogier i think he has plenty of upside without Ubre, without hayward um certainly plenty of shots to go down for for terry um i like the pj washington call he's going to be out there a bunch and then with Hayward and Ubre missing on the wing. I think Jalen McDaniels has a chance to play yeah, 30 minutes. Totally he's, forgot to mention him. Yeah, he's been playing a bunch here recently. And it, with those two guys out, like I think there's upside for Jalen McDaniels. 4,400 is a, a really attractive price. And I like I like saving the money on the Charlotte side here. Uh, if I, I, I want some exposure to Memphis, I think you can game stack this a little bit just because of the Charlotte plays fast. They're weak on defense. Um, I like some of the pricing on Memphis. So I, I want two or three guys on Memphis and you can run that back with, with a Rozier or, or Jalen McDaniels, I think, and, and be completely fine. I like that. Even though it's the first game of the night. You know, it's crazy. I, I mean, if DSJ was just a little bit cheaper, I don't know what he's priced at on like FanDuel or Yahoo, but with, with Hayward doubtful too, like McDaniels probably gets like 34, 35 minutes in this game. It's still, there's still a lot of minutes and I could see like DSJ, closing both halves um I, gosh i wish he was a little bit cheaper maybe he's cheaper on fanduel or yahoo maybe it's like a sneaky prop play that like we get a really low like point prop that we can kind of take advantage of just mentioning one more time dsj we got phoenix at cleveland um this game currently sitting at 221 and a half the Cavs are a five yeah five point favorite on the cleveland side Garland's doubtful. I mean, that's the biggest thing. Evan Mobley is questionable. Uh, Rookie Rubio, Wade, and Windler remain out. On the Phoenix side, Devin Booker is out. Cameron Johnson is out. But Cameron Payne is back. Um, did that happen over the weekend? It did. Yep. Or yesterday? It happened yesterday. Yeah, yesterday. That's right. He returned yep. Monday. 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 If you're listening now. But yeah, he returned Monday. I knew... I knew I had seen it come like through. Um, I mean, you weren't playing him on his first night back. But anyway, uh, let's go Phoenix first. No Booker. I mean, if you did think that like Payne is going to get the minutes um, bump, I mean, he's somewhat interesting. But I mean, honestly, I kind of like Landry Shamit here at 4,600 with no Devin Booker. 
he came back as well. He played 25 minutes, not 18. And this is a guy that was playing like 35 minutes a night with the injuries. So I think with Booker out, we could see Shamit shoot 15 times, play 30 plus minutes at 4,600. Tough matchup. Cleveland's the worst team in the NBA to target. Um, what are your thoughts here on Phoenix? Yeah, I think what you said there at the end is kind of how I'm feeling. Like Chris Paul just doesn't shoot enough to target him in this type of matchup. The price is fair, especially without Booker, but I don't know. Like, I, It's hard to trust him against Cleveland. Aiton, kind of the same thing. Like, You've got Jared Allen on the other side, potentially Evan Mobley coming back. Um, tough tough spot for Phoenix here, in my opinion. Like, They just they haven't been as good this season, and obviously they've dealt with Paul out for a while, and now Booker's out for a long time. Um, but yeah, just the, like I struggle with this Phoenix team. I agree with you that my first inclination here, if I want to play some Cleveland, is to go down on Phoenix rather than playing a Paul or Aiton. I like looking at, at Landry Shamit. I think that's a great call. I I could get talked into a little bit of Cameron Payne, but I'm probably not paying up for the mid-range stars like Paul and Aiton here. Other side of this game, Cleveland, I mean, obviously – you know, you mentioned it, Donovan Mitchell, 102 fantasy points. Like we didn't see like hundred point fantasy. Like it's just, it's not Ever. heard of like, <laughs> yeah. you know, going back, looking at the past. I mean, I actually looked this up the other night because of the Luca, um, 110 fantasy points. Like before, before Mitchell went and did it, there was only 10 times that it's ever been done. Um, since like, I'm not going like Wilt Chamberlain days, but like, this is from like 1990 on. Um, you know, Olajuwon and Jordan had a couple hundred point games, but I mean, it's just nuts when you see 102 fantasy points, you're like, wow. And like, he did it with like insane free throw shooting against Chicago the other <laughs> night. Like he had 20 free throws. Um, but I mean, he's 9,600. Everyone kind of watched Donovan Mitchell go absolutely bonkers the other night. What are your thoughts here when it comes to Cleveland? I mean, no Garland definitely gives a road for, for Mitchell to play the minutes. Um, I think obviously we're going to be watching the Evan Mobley news, but Karis Levert got a price increase. He played 39 minutes the other night, uh, just shot the ball terrible. Like he was 15% from the field, had 22 fantasy points, kind of dudded because of it. Um, let's talk Cleveland here. Yeah, I don't love the Cleveland side either. And it, like Garland, I expect to miss. Mobley has a better Who chance knows? to play, I think. Yeah. I mean, it's it's tough to say. Like, if Mobley comes back, I don't think I want to play Donovan Mitchell. Um, I know he exploded. I think it was a, pretty much an outlier game. Like you mentioned, him getting to the free throw line twenty times. That's just that's insane. He's not going to do that every single night. Um, obviously, he's not going to score seventy points every night either. But um, just the, the amount of free throws that he attempted is crazy. Um, Ninety six hundred. Like he's playable at that price without Darius Garland, but I don't think that he pays it off more than I don't know. We'll see what his ownership looks like, but if he's going to be owned, this is not as easy of a matchup as as he saw against Chicago either. Like Phoenix has been okay. He's going to draw Chris Paul on the other side. Um, I'm probably off Donovan Mitchell, especially if people are chasing it. Like if Mobley misses, I'm interested in Kevin Love. I know he got a big price bump, but he's a guy that can put up a ton of fantasy points in a short amount of time. Um, and you, the other guy I'm interested in, you mentioned, is Karis LeVert. Like we've seen him play a ton of minutes without Garland. 
he's a streaky shooter, but when when his shots are on, like he can put up some fantasy points. So I I think he has a forty point ceiling here, fifty five hundred fair price tag. Um, I I like Levert, and then Osmond at thirty nine hundred is is interesting. Also, if Garland and Mobley are out, um, we saw him play really well in that overtime game. Also, put up thirty fantasy points. He did not get the price bump. So Osmond at thirty nine hundred, but only if Garland and Mobley are both out. I like Mobley if he plays. I think he's really yeah. interesting if he plays. Um, I mean, he was he did shoot around on Monday. Like when I was working on like um, extra serving and stuff on Monday, I really expect him to play. Um, so I mean, I expect him to play in this game. I think the fact that he did shoot around Monday, it's been a couple extra days. If he sits, I, I mean, I think Mitchell's too, a guy that you could definitely take some shots on. Um, Without Mobley playing here, like Kevin Love has found a fountain of youth. Uh, he's 5,700 now. I could see like fading Kevin Love even if Mobley sits to be different. Um, I think his price increase is starting to get to that point. So it's an interesting spot. Regardless of Mobley playing or not, I really like Levert. I, I think that if he could have a good night shooting, we'll see a much more um, production from him in this one. All right, we got the... Uh, they're, they're they're called the thunder they brought the thunder on tuesday night that's for sure going up against my magic which i mean the thunder brought the magic last night too um 228 total in this one the magic a one and a half point favorite i don't know why because they just beat boston by 67 points um sga missed the game on tuesday with an illness um we'll have to see if he plays in this one i think it's a coin flip i mean that kind of came out of nowhere yesterday yeah yeah, he wasn't um, on an injury report at all, all day long. Yeah, it was it's so weird. Like, so yeah. on the Magic side, I mean, we have some suspensions coming down for this game, so we have some people out. Um, Bull Boyle is out, and he's in health and safety protocols, so he's already ruled out. Harris is out. Isaac remains out. Okiki is out. Schofield is suspended. Franz Wagner is suspended, and Mo Wagner is suspended. Jalen Suggs remains out with a right ankle. So Magic very shorthanded. If you live in a state where you can bet this game, it's up on Caesars right now. Plus one and a half for the Thunder seems like a like a gift. Um, yeah, just saying. So, I mean, that's the only book that has this game up right now, from what I'm seeing on Action Network. So, take advantage of that if you can bet Caesars right now. Um, that's the one good thing about YouTube. If you're hanging out on YouTube right now, really like Thunder plus one and a half, even as a Magic fan, even with them on a back to back. <laughs> yeah, if you're listening to that this in the morning, it that line is no longer there. Nope, I promise. Nope, <laughs> um, all right, talk to me here. What do you like for the Thunder? Yeah, I mean, we have to see what's going on with SGA. Like you said, it was it was out of nowhere. Maybe he's actually sick. I kind of feel like it was just they're picking which game to rest him on on a back to back, but I don't know. Um, like you said, it's a coin flip and his, his availability really matters for this. Um, I think he's absolutely in play under 10 K, uh, if he suits up, if he doesn't, that pretty much makes everyone else in play. Um, obviously what they did on Tuesday night is not factored into these salaries because salaries were released as soon as the slate started basically. And nobody had Oklahoma city putting up 150 points on Boston. Um, like you're going to have, we'll have to see what the starting lineup is. Oklahoma city is a team that changes their rotation all the time. Um, but Giddy at 7,100, he put up a, a 
great game at I think it was sixty seven hundred last night. Um, Dort would be in play twenty minutes, like twenty four minutes or something. Giddy just, I mean, he didn't even play the fourth quarter. I like you could ask Keith, but I I was blown away. I I hadn't checked a lot. Um, went to dinner with my wife, and so like I hadn't checked a lot, and like I checked the game, I was like, what? Like I can't say exactly (laughs) what I said because we're a family program, but um, you could tell by Keith laugh. You you can kind of get an idea of what I said, but yeah. Yeah, I mean, th- this is entirely dependent on SGA. If SGA is in, you can play SGA. I struggle to get to a lot of the other pieces. Um, Jalen Williams is a guy who's been playing pretty consistently at thir- 30 minutes a night at 5K. I don't hate that in this matchup against Orlando. But I struggle to get to the other pieces if SGA is in. If SGA is out again, then they're all going to be in play. Yeah, I mean... Listen, the Magic, one of the worst defensive teams in the NBA. They just smashed one of the best defensive teams in the NBA. Um, so if, if SGA is in, I like them plus one and a half a lot more. <laughs> if SGA uh, sits, I mean, you're going to get a ton of value here. I think Giddy at 71. I think Dort, Williams, Williams, Williams. Um, yes, there's three Williams, and I think all three of them are potentially playable. Um, Isaiah Joe at 3,200 is really cheap. I mean – the problem with the Thunder, and I was on expert survey on Tuesday, and the news came out about SGA, and you're like, the rotations are impossible to project. So they just play hot hands. They give guys minutes when they're playing well. They take guys off the court when they're not playing well. They're just they're an impossible team to figure out rotations. It's very random. You can look through all the data that you want. It's impossible to figure it out. SGA in or out, it doesn't matter. Um, I mean, you're just taking shots in this matchup on some of these value plays just because, I mean, the magic are very shorthanded. This game should be a good spot for the thunder. Um, Derek getting me with a what's up the ceiling kind of joke in YouTube. All right. I see you Um, on the Orlando side. I mean, so many people out in this game that Mo Bamba is 43. I feel like he's someone that's going to play a bunch of minutes in this game. They're going to need him. They're going to need Fultz. They're going to need Wendell Carter Jr. I mean, they're going to need Cole Anthony at 5,300. Like, very shorthanded Orlando team missing. I mean, Franz Wagner is one of their better players um, on this roster. Mo Wagner has been playing fantastic. Bull Boyle has been playing really good. Um, I, I mean, it's really hard to not like the Magic in this spot against the Thunder assuming that the Thunder don't beat them by 50 like they did the Celtics. So you're a Magic fan. I think I remember this correctly. Earlier in the year, before Carter got injured, weren't him and Bamba playing together a little bit? Yes. Okay. I am. Yeah, that, I mean, I think they do that here. Um, with The only problem with that is, like, do they match up with the Thunder? Like, yeah, that's true. The Thunder play really small. Like they start Jalen Williams at the four a lot, and he's he's yeah. not a big dude. Um, that's a good point. But I mean, so, Wendell Carter Jr. could potentially play the four. But I mean, does that make us like Wendell Carter Jr. less if that's the case? Or do they play him at the five? Um, I, I don't know. I mean, does Gary Harris get a bunch of minutes in this game? Does Terrence Ross get a bunch of minutes in this game? Maybe. Maybe Mo, maybe Mo Bamba doesn't play a lot in this game, and we see a lot of Wendell Carter Jr. And maybe some of these wings. Yeah, I think Wendell Carter Jr. is my first look. First of all, the Thunder are a great matchup for bigs. They've been 
crush. Like they just don't have any post defense whatsoever. So I really like Wendell Carter Jr. Regardless, um, if Bamba's going to see ex- extended run, I can definitely get on board with him at forty three hundred as well. Um, yeah, I mean, we just we kind of have to see what the starting lineup is. I think that's how I dictate some of my exposure here. But I, I really like WCJ. I, if, if Bamba's in the starting lineup, I love him. Fultz is is fine. I think Paulo is the one I'd be least likely to pay for. Um, but I do have interest here. Like we're like I'm either playing SGA or the, or the Thunder value, depending on how that situation shakes out. So I I want some exposure to Orlando here too. Yeah, um, Paulo Banchero. I mean, he has the ceiling. It just he really hasn't had like big games here recently. I think like. If you're wanting to chase ceiling, I think it's going to come from like Fultz or Anthony in this game. I mean, it doesn't matter who the Thunder roll out there. These guys are going to be on the court. They're just going to need to be on the court. So, I mean, I could see these guys both playing 35 plus minutes tonight uh, because of who's out. So if Suggs was back, I know he practiced full on Monday, but they did suggest that like he's not going to play yet. Um, so I, I think he's going to need a little bit more um, run before they get him back in the lineup. So I think like it, it's bombs away here with Cole Anthony and um, Fultz. All right. Indiana at, at Philadelphia taking on the Pacers or the Sixers. Man, got this game all mixed up. I wrote it down wrong. Um. <laughs> 232 and a half total here philadelphia a seven and a half point favorite i wrote down indy minus seven and a half um that was wrong <laughs> but I knew it right when i saw it duarte is questionable um i mean that's really it tice remains out and then on the philadelphia side they're really i mean they're healthy 100 no one out as of um the night before so two pretty healthy teams outside of duarte but it's not like he's playing a ton of minutes right now anyway so talk to me. What do you like here, if anything, for the Pacers? This game's hard for me to figure out. Um, like Philly getting healthy. So like you can obviously always play Embiid and Harden anytime, but Maxi coming back matters for how much Philly I want to play. Um, and the Indy side of this is a very difficult matchup for Indy. You can always play Halliburton. 9,100, like the price has come down a little bit. We've seen him in the high nines at, at points this year, so – it's not a great matchup for him, but I don't. He's probably going to be loaned. I don't hate shots on him. Um, I don't like the the matchup for Miles Turner. I probably don't get there against Embiid. Buddy Heald is fine at sixty one hundred. Matherin at forty six hundred would be fine. That's probably like you just need a bunch of points off the bench for Matherin. Um, I don't love the indie side here, but I I might take some shots depending on how how much uh, Embiid I w- I want to fit in. Yeah, I mean, we've seen weird rotations from the Pacers lately as well, like getting Numhard and like Neesmith minutes, but like we've seen them not get minutes. So, I mean, the Pacers are a tough team to figure out. I think if you're chasing ceiling as Halliburton, I mean, if you're playing Halliburton, you probably want to run it back with like a Hardener and Bean. Um, I mean, so it makes it a little bit tougher. I think in large field tournaments on like DraftKings, you could take some shots on Buddy Heald in this one. I mean, he's someone that can get hot. He's been shooting the ball really well here recently. He can keep shooting well and just pick up a few extra stats on the side. I mean, he's someone that can go six, seven, eight X in this spot. Um, James Harden defense never scared anybody. Um, the Philly side, I mean, listen, Indiana is a great team to target. It's a great team to target with bigs. We could see Embiid have a monster game here. 
I struggled to get to Embiid on this slate at 11-2. Harden at 9-8 is a little bit easier to get to, but it's still 9-8 for Harden with Embiid healthy. I mean, I'm just not seeing a ton on the Philly side, and maybe that's why I just don't have a ton of interest in the Pacer side of this game either. Yeah, I have a little more interest in Embiid than you do. I like he might be a priority for me in the slate. We just saw 40 points and 42 points, 11 rebounds his last time out. He's a, he's one of those guys that can just go bananas and put up 70 fantasy points. I, we don't have a ton of value as of right now on this slate. We'll see what opens up. It's a 12 game slate. There's a couple of teams on back-to-backs like the SGA thing would matter. If we get SGA out, then I think Embiid come becomes even more in play with all the value. But, Right now, like you said, he's a little bit tough to get to, uh, but this is a fantastic matchup, and he has one of the best ceilings. So I I love Embiid in this spot. Harden with Maxi back is a little more difficult, and I know Maxi's not starting at this point, and he's not playing full minutes, um, but his presence on the floor still matters. Um, like they're going to play together a fair amount throughout this game. So I think that's a slight downgrade to Harden. We've seen Harden still pay that off even next to Maxi, even early in the season when Maxi was starting alongside him. Um, so I don't hate hate Harden either, but uh, Embiid would be the priority for me here. Maxi's still too expensive too. Yep. Embiid, I, I mean, I'm, I'm I'm with you. Like if I had to rank Philly players just overall, Embiid wouldn't be number one for me. I'm just saying like it's 12-game slate. There's going to be some spots that we're going to talk about here in a few minutes, cheaper price tags. Um, that I, I I just struggle, but I mean, listen, I'm never going to talk tell you not to play Embiid, especially against the Pacers. I mean, yeah, great matchup. San Antonio heading to New York to take on the Knicks, two twenty nine and a half total in this game. On the Knicks side, RJ Barrett is out. Derrick Rose is questionable, and Obi Toppin is doubtful on the San Antonio side. Uh, Bates Diop remains out. Vassal is questionable. We'll start with San Antonio. I mean, this is a matchup I, I want to target. I, this is a game I, I have circled on this slate as just like a sloppy, high-scoring game. Um, what are your thoughts here on San Antonio? Yeah, I, I figured the other side of this game was definitely one of those spots you were talking about. Um, I have a ton of interest in the Knicks, so I'm probably trying to find some some Spurs exposure here. Um, I think it's a really tough matchup for Pirtle inside. Uh, Mitch Robb, if he stays out of foul trouble, is is solid. Randall's a good presence inside as well. So I'm probably looking at wings, Keldon Johnson, if Vassal plays. Um, I think Keldon is, is the primary target here. Sohan is a bit interesting if Vassal sits. Uh, he's a guy we've seen play over 30 minutes in that situation and pick up a little bit of usage. So... I'm keeping an eye on the Vassal situation. I think you can play Vassal if if he's in there. Um, but Keldon is the priority. Vassal would be second to him. And then Sohan, if if Vassal is out, Trey Jones, like he's just priced appropriately. I think if you were trying to make a game stack, he's in play, but probably not a primary target for me. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. 
Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Like the SoCan, so on call. Um, I, I think he just kind of got run off the court the other night, like most of the Spurs did in the blowout against Brooklyn. We all knew that was going to happen. I mean, I mean that game wasn't going to stay close. So I do like they they've been playing him a lot of minutes. He's kind of taken Zach Collins minutes. Um, Potal being back, you know. So I think if Vassal sits, I'm with you. I like his value. Um, I think Trey Jones is someone you could potentially go back to the well here. You know, especially with like Barrett out, you know, you're going to kind of get a different look guard situation for the Knicks, um, wing situation, whatever, however you want to say it. Uh, so, I mean, I don't mind Trey Jones at 5,700, but I'm bearing the lead a little bit. I think Keldon Johnson has a huge ceiling in this game. I'm maybe playing a lot of Julius Randle on this slate. Um, and I think he's the guy that I'm going to be pairing it with the most. Going to the Knicks, I just said it. I really like Randall. Like, he's averaging per 36 minutes this season without Barrett on the floor. Randall is averaging 50 fantasy points. Um, his usage goes up 3%. He's averaging four more fantasy points per 36. I mean, that tells you a lot of what you need to know. Over 60 fantasy points in four straight, over 58 in six straight. Like, it doesn't get much better than a matchup with San Antonio. Um, so, I love Randall in this spot. Brunson is someone that sees a nice bump. His price is kind of in that iffy range. Quickly has been playing fantastic. Game the other night, I'm going to kind of overlook that game against Phoenix. Um, he didn't get his full complement of minutes. What are your thoughts here on the Knicks? Yeah, you, you nailed it with Randall. That's where I was headed here as well. Um, dude's just been playing amazing without RJ Barrett. Um, just a massive ceiling. Price tag continues to rise. Don't care. This is one of the best matchups in all of basketball. Spurs dead last in defensive rating. Um, play some Julius Randle, like 10-5. That's totally fine. He could put up 60 fantasy points. He's been doing it with regularity. Uh, Brunson has been out for a portion of that. But even though he was back last game, Randle still smashed. Um, the Brunson price is about appropriate, I think. You can certainly play him, but I, I would prioritize Randle for that ceiling that we've seen without RJ Barrett. Quickly's price is a little bit tough for me. Um, I know he showed massive upside, but that was that was without Brunson also. True. He's still going to play his 30-plus minutes with Barrett out, but I think the ceiling is a little bit lower with Brunson back in here. Um, what We saw quickly smash through the assist category when Brunson was out. Um, he had 15 assists in one game, uh, put up seven and seven in the other two games without Brunson. Three, three assists in the last game without Brunson. So I think he's, he can still put some points in the bucket, but the assist rate is really going to take a hit with Brunson back. 6,200 is a, a bit of a tough price. 
Um, I think you can take shots on, on Mitchell Robinson at 5,700. Never a comfortable play, but a guy that has some ceiling here in this matchup. I mean, Miles McBride is someone you kind of cross off your list now with Brunson back. He was playing really good minutes. Um, I don't see that continuing. I think it's very, I mean, it's a great sign that you saw Brunson come back and play 39 minutes the other night. So if you want to be different as far as like Knicks and you don't want to go Randall, I think Brunson is the guy I would lean to the most. Uh, But I mean, this is a game I have circled. I like this game a lot. We got Milwaukee at Toronto up next. Um, there, no total out. I didn't think there was. There's no line out for this game. Bucks on the second end of a back-to-back. Um, Otto Porter Jr. is out for Toronto. That's really the only thing. I don't. They already said Middleton's not going to play. So, like, Giannis has been dealing with like a little bit of a knee. I mean, you would never have known that last night. You know, <laughs> he absolutely smashed. Um, do they keep him out on the second end of a back-to-back? I think it's a possibility. I think that is what the books are kind of thinking as well with no line out for this game. What are your thoughts here on the Bucks And Drew. Drew has been in and out of the lineup here recently as well. So but that was – wasn't it illness or something? He didn't even play a lot yesterday. And he came off the bench. He didn't even start. So <clears throat> that Drew Holiday situation was very interesting. And I think – like if I had to guess, the, Buc- the Bucks are resting guys here. Um, second night of the back, Giannis just had a, a massive game. I could see Giannis and Drew both sitting in this one. Um, I don't, I don't know that for sure. I, like I'm just speculating, but if that's what we get, obviously we get a ton of, of Milwaukee value. Um, we saw Grayson Allen have a big game without those two guys over the weekend. Javon Carter has been playing big minutes. Pat Connaughton had a, had a decent game. So I, all of those guys are in the 4k range too. They would be among the top values on the slate if Giannis and Drew sit. If Giannis and Drew are in, I don't think you can you can play Drew until you see 30-plus minutes out of him. Um, even if he's back in the starting lineup, I would be concerned about a like a 30-minute ceiling and then he wouldn't get into his normal like 34-minute range. So I there's no way I'm playing Drew in this tough matchup against Toronto, I don't think. Giannis on a back-to-back 11-9, I don't know that he's already for me on this slate. Like I would rather play Embiid. I'd rather play Randall. There, there's plenty of other guys. I think I would rather play um, even despite Giannis going off. Just the matchup against Toronto is is not ideal here. Definitely agree with you um, that they might rest. I mean, I could see Bobby Portis having a big game. I like the Allen call. If Giannis sits, I mean, I don't mind Pat Connington at 4K. Someone I think I would end up on a little bit as well. My biggest concern here would just be, does this game stay close for Toronto's guys? Um, because, I mean, Siakam is 10-3. You're, you're really going to want the game to stay close for him to you know have a ceiling game. These guys are all kind of priced right for Toronto. Um, I mean, Scotty Barnes has been playing fantastic. His minutes are insane right now. He'd probably be my favorite play from Toronto, but I don't like him if Giannis plays. So, I, I mean, it's it's tough. Yeah, this is just a tough game to figure out in general. We'll have to see an injury report for sure before we can make any clear decisions. Um, but I, I kind of like you. Like, I don't know if I'm spending up for Siakam either way because, against Giannis is not ideal. And if Giannis isn't in there, there's definitely blowout risk in Toronto's favor. 
Um, so probably don't get to Siakam. Van Vliet, I'm not playing until I see something out of him. Like he's been dealing with a back injury and just he hasn't shown anything here recently. So Scotty Barnes and OG Ananobi would be the two I'm looking at. I think either way, regardless of of Giannis's status, uh, that's like the range I want to live in. I don't want to pay up for Siakam, so I probably I probably land on on Barnes or OG. Not my favorite game. A lot of games yeah, I like same. in the slate. I mean, it could open up a lot of value um, if you know Milwaukee sits some guys, but I I'd worry about a blowout if that happens too. So Brooklyn at Chicago. Taking on the Bulls, two thirty-five and a half total here. The Nets, a five, yeah, five-point favorite on the Brooklyn side. Ain't nothing really standing out. A lot of G League potential injuries, but that's not it. And then Chicago, Lonzo Ball is out. Tony Bradley is out. Javante Green is out. So pretty much the same guys that have been in and out. Um, Royce O'Neal, who missed, or yeah, he, he's probable. So, I mean, Brooklyn, like I said, pretty good to go. Uh, talk to me here about the Nets. Yeah, with, with Royce coming back, like I think TJ Warren is super interesting if Royce O'Neal hap- would happen to be out again. Um, but listed probable, we were expecting him to play. Um, that makes t- pricing on Brooklyn a little bit tough. I, I like the game environment here. Chicago is a team I don't mind targeting. Um, but Durant and Kyrie are kind of just pro- pr- priced appropriately. Um, I don't know. I'll be get sprinkles of each of them. I'm not playing them together by any means. Um, uh, but I don't. I, I wouldn't kick them out of a lineup if I if I had K at his forward spot. Durant, I'd be happy to plug him in. Um, Claxton is interesting. He's played really well recently. Sixty three hundred against the Bulls. I don't. I don't mind that. Um, Simmons' price is coming down as well. He has struggled mightily here recently. And he's not playing a ton of minutes, which is a little bit concerning. But now that his price is under 6K, I don't mind a couple of shots there either. Um, I don't know. I think I want some exposure to this game, but I am I always struggle with how to play Brooklyn. Uh, like paying up to Durant is tough. Kyrie's priced appropriately. I think Claxton, maybe Simmons might be might be my favorite ways to, to target this Brooklyn team. Yeah, Brooklyn... I mean, they're always a tough team for me with everyone healthy. So, I mean, Simmons or Claxton, I think I'm with you. Like, if you just want to take a shot on one of the cheaper pieces of this, like, team in general, I mean, that, I think that's where I would end up as well. Overall, though, I mean, it just I don't have a ton of interest in this game. Like, full-strength games. Like, if I'm playing this game, I'm stacking, like, a DeRozan Durant, a DeRozan Kyrie, a DeRozan Vooch Kyrie type like stacks. Like I'm stacking. I don't know if I'm just playing like individual pieces from this game. Um, Big slate. I like the Claxton call on the Chicago side. DeRozan is nine one. Brooklyn's been playing much better defense here um, recently. I don't know if I get to anybody here. I mean, I could see Vooch having a good game against Claxton. Zach Levine has shown a little bit of ceiling here recently. He's 73 compared to DeRozan at 91. So maybe I maybe I rank him like Vooch, Levine, DeRozan, and I, I hardly ever get to the bench guys here for Chicago. Yeah, I think Zach Levine is the, the reason I have some interest in this game. I agree. DeRozan, like he's the one who just went off and – 
he has the highest ceiling, don't get me wrong, but the price tag at 9100 is tough. The Brooklyn defense, like you mentioned, has been really solid here recently. They're all the way up to 10th in defensive rating, um, which is surprising. They were down in the 20s earlier this season. Um, so nice rebound from Brooklyn there on the defensive side. They're just playing great basketball all around. Um, but I, I feel like Levine at 7,300 has plenty of something there. Uh, a guy we saw score 40 actual points recently, went for 60 fantasy points. Any Anybody that has that in their range of outcomes at 7,300, I'm willing to take a shot on. Um, so I want to play a little Levine here. It seems like he's healthier recently. He was obviously struggling a ton with that knee injury to begin the season, uh, but seems like he might be coming out of that. I like the Vucevic call as well. Always willing to play big guys against uh, Brooklyn. DeRozan is is the one I'm probably not getting to, just a little bit pricey. Um, if he goes off, then I just get burnt on this game. But I'll have a little Levine, a little Vucevic. I just don't see, like, I mean, DeRozan is that type of player that he, like, frustrates you when he has those games. Um, but, yeah, I don't know. It, it's tough. All right, we got Houston at New Orleans. One of the most interesting games on the slate, in my opinion. It's a 223.5 total. Pelicans are a 7.5 point favorite. Um, as far as injury news here on the Houston side, Jason Tate remains out. But here's the big one. I mean, we already know Zion's out, hamstring injury. Larry Nance is out, and Brandon Ingram is out. So we'll talk about New Orleans in a second. But let's start here with Houston. I think this game has a lot more potential to stay competitive with Zion being out as well. Um, Houston's just that like pesky team that keeps games close, even in tougher matchups. Kevin Porter Jr. is someone that at 7,500 has shown big upside here recently. But I mean, I think the thing that we need to take away from the other day is like Sangoon might be okay with this back injury getting 26 minutes and Seems like a really good spot, um, you know, kind of extending Valanciunas a little bit. What are your thoughts here on Houston? Yeah, I mean, I think seven and a half feels a little wide for Houston with no Zion and no Brandon Ingram on the other side. Um, I, I'm very interested in this game. Obviously, we're going to be interested in, in New Orleans with Zion being his first game out. Um, they're all underpriced. KPJ, I agree. I think that's where I'm looking first. Um, he's shown the ceiling here recently. A couple of really nice games over the past two weeks. Um, I like the Shengun call as well. Like Jalen Green is just priced appropriately. I, I wouldn't kick him out of a lineup, but I, I probably try to get up to Porter if I can, just because he's he's been showing the ceiling. Um, and Jabari Smith, the other guy I would, would have in the pool, just because he's been playing the minutely. Um, we've seen him over 30 minutes pretty frequently, not a huge ceiling there, but a guy at 4,800, I wouldn't, wouldn't kick out of a lineup. I like KPJ a lot here on this spot. I think he he's the primary run back for me. Just a great spot. Um, I mean, KPJ, like he's, he's going to be that main guy for me too. I, I mean, I just, I think he's in a fantastic spot here on the new Orleans side. I mean, a lot of people are going to talk about C.J. McCollum today, and I'm not going to doubt them. I'm with them. I, full power to them. But Marshall and Herb Jones seem really underpriced with Zion out in a matchup against Houston. 
I mean, I can see Valanciunas having a good game here with no Zion. I mean, definitely going to pick up a few extra rebounds. A um, lot of value for New Orleans with no Zion in this game. Absolutely. I think C.J. McCollum is going to be the first guy you plug into a cash game lineup. He has a fantastic ceiling without Zion here. Um, 8,200 is just way too cheap. I know he's had his struggles in the past here, um, trying to come back from an injury, but like, this is, he's gotta be the guy for them at this point. Um, no Zion, no Ingram. Valanchunas can score a little bit and they've seen their, their young guys like, uh, Murphy's played. Okay. Marshall's played. Okay. Herb Jones is great, but I think it's just gotta be McCollum's show here. 8,200. He should probably be a thousand dollars more, um, for his role on this team at this point. And the matchup against Houston is absolutely fantastic. So McCollum is, is too cheap for what he needs to do in this spot. I like your Valanchunas call as well. Like I struggle with Valanchunas a lot because his minutes, they just don't ever run him out there for much more than 20 minutes. It's impossible to get this guy right. It's, (laughs) it's so brutal, but the match of Houston is just amazing. So just give me 30 minutes of J Val. And this is a smash spot for him. I don't know if we're going to get it. Um, Larry Nance out. I have a, a take on Willie Hernan Gomez coming up. Like, I think that you can take shots on Hernan Gomez at 3,800 just because they seem completely under, like, uninterested in playing Valanchunas 30 minutes. Um, so, I'll, like, I think it's a crazy tournament play, but Willie Hernan Gomez at 3,800, I'm interested in. Um, I don't mean to skip over the wings. I think everyone, all three of them are in play. Herb Jones, 4,900. Najee Marshall, 4,800, and and Trey Murphy, 4,800. All three of the wings are fantastic plays. Somebody has to score points for this team, and I think those three guys could – any one of them could step up. Um, I did run the court IQ just because I was so curious with Zion off the floor now who got the biggest bump. And unsurprisingly, it was C.J. McCollum at a 5% usage bump. And sort of surprisingly, the, the next biggest bump went to Najee Marshall. Uh, 3.1% usage bump with Ingram and Zion off the floor this year. So um, I feel like Trey Murphy would have been my initial lean on that, but uh, to see those numbers from Najee Marshall was pretty interesting, but all three of those wings absolutely in play in the four case. Yeah. I mean, I think uh, the only thing that concerns me about Najee Marshall is they are very committed to Herb Jones but now with Zion out, I feel like the minutes could just easily shift over to Najee Marshall. Well, all three so, of them should, should start, right? Like it's going to be McCollum, Murphy, Herb Jones, and Marshall and Valanchunas. Right? You would think like, so, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, I think all three of them could play 30 minutes in the spot for sure. I Okay, so my first lean is Herb Jones is my favorite value here. But Najee Marshall, if he's going to be the lower-owned, or Murphy if he's going to be the lower-owned, like – any of these three guys I think are playable in tournaments and they're all in that like price range where they're like grouped together. Um, if you play like 150 lineups, like if you are a mass mint multi enter person and you're trying to, you know, be a little different Alvarado would be who I would play and take some shots on here at 4k, probably not going to play 30 plus minutes, but I think he's someone like now we're potentially taking like all of the, Val, like all the potential scores that were with that second unit and p- kind of plugging them into the first unit. Yeah. So, I mean, Alvarado might need to take like 10 to 15 shots in this game. And we know this is a guy that doesn't mind shooting. So um, 
if you're a large field tournament player, I think you you want to have Alvarado in your pool. It doesn't even need to be a lot. Um, it could be like five, ten percent, and I think it could be a difference maker today. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Team most right. targeting on the expert survey? Definitely New Orleans. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> No doubt about it. Um, <laughs> hey, I'm on that today, too. So we'll probably have the same answer. All right. Portland at Minnesota taking on Timberwolves. 229 and a half total here. Timberwolves, a one-point favorite. Projects as one of the closer games on the slate. Pace-wise, everything. Um, on the Minnesota side, Prince is questionable. He's been out for a while. So it's interesting to see him on the questionable side. Don't know how much that really matters. Um, Nas Reed is questionable. Carlin St. Townsend and McLaughlin remain out. Little is out. Nurkic is probable. Gary Payton is questionable. Just came back, sprained his ankle. Winslow is out as well. Um, we'll go Portland first. Anything standing out to you here for Portland? I think it's just Lillard for me on Portland. Um, Nurkic is interesting. Gobert just Gobert's been real bad here recently. Um but Simons is tough for me to get to when Lillard is, is out on the floor with him. I know he has found ceiling on occasion with next to Lillard. Um, it just seems like it, it's much more hit or miss. Um, so I probably just find a way to pay up to Lillard. Or I go down to somebody like Nurkic, assuming that he plays. Uh, I think Josh Hart is is sort of in play. Like I don't love the price on, on him, uh, but he's going to be out there for the minutes. So, yeah, I mean, probably Lillard or Nurkic for me on, on Portland. Do you remember I was complaining about De'Aaron Fox? He's yeah. 20 points in the fourth quarter. Um, wow. <laughs> yeah, can't complain about De'Aaron Fox anymore. He has 37 points in the game now. He hit his props. I'm not mad anymore. Um, good job, Fox. Uh, Kelly Olenek, where are you at? Um, <laughs> where are you at, Kelly O? De'Aaron Fox is on another level right now. Um, yeah. Crazy, crazy. Ooh, we've got a tie game with 16 seconds. We we might get over, overtime there too. I I was telling you that that was a game I stacked up a bunch on that that little three game slate. So yeah, we'll see. Yeah, it Fox. might end up getting there after all. Yeah, I played Sabonis over Fox though. Oh, did you? <laughs> yeah. Oh uh, well, maybe overtime will be a Sabonis instead of Fox. So there you there go. You go. <laughs> all right. Um, for me on on the Portland side, I like Lillard a lot in this game. Um. I, he kind of took a back seat to Grant the other night. Didn't shock me at all. Um, Grant had a fantastic game going up against his former team. They absolutely smashed Detroit. This is a spot I think Lillard is going to be scoring a lot. I think this is a spot you're looking at his point prop. Uh, he's averaging 37 points in two matchups already against this team this season. So really like Lillard. I think he's potentially lower owned too. Simon's... Gosh, I, his price was creeping, 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 creeping. And now he's had two good games. It's going to go back up. I'm still off of it. I need the price to come down. Um, Josh Hart's price is kind of where it should be as well after having a few good games. So really, Portland for me is Lillard. And then on the Minnesota side, I think Edwards, 
at 94 is tough for me um, to just get to him. I know he's the ceiling guy. Like he's the guy you want to play for like a high ceiling. I just don't think Russell has the same type of ceiling. What are your thoughts here on Minnesota? Yeah, I'm kind of with you. Um, Edwards is a guy I want to play, but there are so many other guys in the nine to 10 K range that I want to play ahead of him. I'm just not to get there. Nothing wrong with the matchup here against Portland. Uh, and he obviously has a fantastic ceiling without cat, but I just, I don't know how much I get there on the slate. And with that said, like, I agree. Russell is also kind of just priced right. And he doesn't have like the 60 point ceiling that Edwards does. He's, he's more of like the 45 to 50 point ceiling. And Gobert has been atrocious recently. So I just, I don't see how I'm playing Minnesota here. Um, I think Russell might be the guy I end up on. And that's just, if I happen to have the, the point guard position open at 7,600, I don't, I don't know that like, this is a game stack that I'm seeking out. And the other thing that's tough about that is Lillard being the guy that we want to play on the other side, also being point guard. So this game is tough for me. Um, I'm fine with anybody. uh, Well, Edwards and Russell in particular, I think McDaniels Anderson are just kind of like that. I struggle with their ceiling also. I know Anderson's had a couple of games here without cat, but just, he's not a guy I feel like has the ability to hit that ceiling consistently. Um, so, I mean, Russell's my favorite play from Minnesota, but I don't love any of them. All right. Sorry. I'm, I'm so distracted by this. Like they're reviewing it right now. Like did someone in YouTube chat, tell me like, I know Fox did, did he win the game? Did marketing not get the shot off? Like marketing hit like a little, like they had 0.4 like seconds or whatever and hit like a little tip shot but i don't think he got it off before the buzzer went off he actually he made it but it looks like they're reviewing it i don't know um oh man gosh what that's a game. to send it into overtime or to win it that would no, it would have been no overtime fox already hit a, oh, hit a layup yeah fox <laughs> just i think he had 22 points um wow so someone in chat let me know all right <laughs> now that i'm totally distracted we're moving on to <laughs> detroit at Golden State. This is a basketball game. It's happening tonight on the slate. 231 total. Golden State, a six and a half point favorite. Detroit side, Marvin Bagley out. It sounds like he's going to be out for a few weeks here. Cunningham is out. Livers is out. And then on the Golden State side, Steph Green, Kaminga, not Draymond, Jermichael, um, Jonathan Kaminga, Andrew Wiggins, James Wiseman out. Um, we'll go Detroit first. I mean, if you can figure out who's going to play the minutes and stuff, like Detroit is really cheap. Um, the minutes are just all over the place. They're not keeping games close. They are the Detroit Pistons um, at their finest. Yeah, it's, it's tough. I mean, Bojan is a guy who like is really inconsistent, but he does have a little bit of a ceiling this year on this team. Um, Killian Hayes is back, right? He served his suspension now back. Yes. I, okay. Um, yeah, I mean, him coming back kind of makes it even more difficult. Like he's a guy who's shown a little ceiling as well, but Detroit is just a very tough team to play. We saw Duran pulling down a ton of rebounds for a decent stretch there. Um, I don't know. I don't, I don't mind anybody like they're all cheap. Like you said, 
they're fine. And I think Golden State is playable on the other side with their matchup. Detroit's another horrible defensive team. So I kind of have interest in this game, but the Detroit side is very difficult. Um, I think any of Bogdanovich, Hayes, Ivy even, like Ivy's been tough recently. I probably wouldn't play him. Uh, but Duran and even even Alec Burks has had decent games here recently. They're all in play. It depends on how much value opens up on the slate on how much Detroit I'm playing, I think. I think my favorite play from Detroit would be Hayes at 5,600. Like he was showing some really good upside. His price kind of bottom. I mean, his price didn't really do anything because he's been out the last three games. So I think Hayes would be my main target here from Detroit. I think that someone like Bogdanovich is okay, but Hayes or Duran, um, I just, I mean, he just didn't play a ton of minutes the other night because he, I mean, the game was ugly in Minnesota. He got in foul trouble really early in that game. So um, 5K for a guy that has plenty of upside. Um, Hayes is I coming mean, back. I don't know how much I really like 12 rebounds a night there for a while. I'm pulling up the, yeah, 13, 12, 13, 19, 11, 14 rebounds um, in December. Like he had that stretch of games in December. So, I mean, there's certainly, there's upside here for, for Duran. This is a, a fantastic rebounding matchup. That's why. That's why I bring him up. Oh, no, I like that call, though. Um, yeah, I mean, the other guy that I don't mind taking some tournament shots on here is Isaiah Stewart with Bagley out. I mean, the minutes are there. The opportunity's there. I mean, we know he's capable of, like, these, like, double-double, two or three block games, steals. Like, so I, I, he's another guy that I would have in my player pool um, because I do, I do like Clay. A lot in this spot, 7,600. He's been shooting the ball fantastic here recently. Like 21 threes the other night. Made 10 of them against Atlanta. Um, got that spot right. Um, <laughs> I mean, I, I'm all on this like fade Jordan pool train. I know he won it for 45 the other night. Fantasy points. Um, I'm just, I'm not playing a ton. His usage is insane. It's really working out right now. I could see him having a good game here, but Clay Thompson's going to be my favorite target here from Golden State. And don't look now, but like Draymond Green is playing a bunch of minutes. Um, I mean, that Atlanta game was kind of crazy because of what it was. But I mean, I don't hate Draymond. I just don't love the price. Um, we all want Looney to be a thing, and he crushed the other night. I just, I mean, I like the matchup against Detroit, but I want to see his ownership. If he's going to be chalk because he had a monster game the other night, I'll probably be underweight on him too. The price came up though, so like, you kind of need him to play those thirty minutes at fifty four hundred. Like Looney was the guy I was looking at too, um, just because of what's available in their front court. Like no Kaminga, no Wiseman, no Jermichael Green. So they they literally have no front court bodies. It's Draymond and it's Looney, and that's about it for front court guys. I think Looney kind of has to play thirty minutes in this spot, and Draymond too, for that matter. But um, he's sixty five hundred. I don't love the the price tag there. I don't love Looney's price at 5,400 either, but I think he has a higher ceiling than we're used to with Kevon Looney, just because the minutes upside is there um, with them being short bodies in the front court. I, I'm interested in Poole and Thompson too. Um, I kind of agree with you that I, I'll play Thompson over Poole. Uh, just feels like they need somebody to take over this team and Clay Thompson 
is looking healthy enough. He's shooting the ball well enough at this point to where he's he's going to be the guy to carry them through the this Curry injury. Um, so I I love the Clay Thompson call, but I'm I'm interested in in Looney as well, even though the price up. And another guy, Anthony Lamb, played a bunch of minutes. Like he's a guy that can play the four, and they just don't have enough front court bodies. So I could see him playing twenty eight to thirty minutes again. All right, we're gonna keep cruising here. I'm done getting sidetracked. What a crazy end to that game. It's over. Um, they waved off the marketing basket. Gosh, it was close. Uh, I, I know. Like, I'm with you on that one. But, but like, watching the De'Aaron Fox, like, drive to the basket, like, Kelly Olenek just, like, stands there. There's, like, under a second left. And all you got to do is, like, try to defend it. He just stands there. Like, who cares if you have five fouls with less than 10 seconds in the game? Right. Anyway, Miami at LA taking on the lakers here 225 total the miami heat a four-point favorite on the road here in la uh deadman is questionable haslam is questionable um duncan robinson is questionable and yurt seven remains out on the lakers side lebron is questionable ankle soreness um lonnie walker is questionable knee soreness westbrook is probable anthony davis remains out talk to me here about miami miami's a tough team for me all the time just like the way Hero's been playing this year, um, just kind of has cut into Butler and Bam's ceiling. Now, now Hero's priced way up right next to those guys. So I struggle with Miami. I like the matchup against the Lakers. Um, they they play fast. Their defensive rating has taken a huge hit since Anthony Davis is out. I just I don't know how to choose between the three stars here, um, and the, they're the guys I want to play as long as they're healthy. Maybe Jimmy is the guy just because he, he's missed some time, um, has come back and, and shown a ceiling a little bit here recently. But I don't know. I struggle with it. I don't know how often I'm getting to Jimmy Butler, but I certainly don't mind him. And I think this is a good matchup for Bam as well. Uh, Thomas Bryant defense on the other side, not something I'm I'm scared of. I mean, it's, it's kind of the same scenario for me as like the Chicago Bulls, except yep. for Miami is more expensive. Um, I mean, eight, seven, eight, nine, and nine K for three guys that really like any of them can go off on any single night, but they're all kind of take from each other. If I had to play any of the three, it'd be Bam today, and then it'd be Butler. And Hero is always going to be third for me when the other two are healthy. So, I mean, if you want to take some tournament shots, I think you take some tournament shots on like Victor Oladipo. His role seems very secure right now. As long as he's in the lineup and not out, like he's kind of playing like 30 minutes, like low key playing 30 minutes and scoring the basketball, getting like he's like a 5 5 20 guy. Like that's his upside right now. And I mean, at 4,700, if you can go for like 35 plus fantasy points against the Lakers, I mean, I don't think it's the craziest thing. So tournament wise i think oladipo is where i'm at but i mean bam should smash here the lakers do not have anything to match up with him he crushed his team a week ago he should smash um it's just do they feed him the ball is always the biggest question um i mean thomas bryant on the other side going to the lakers side he's been someone that i've been playing a lot played him a lot the other night against charlotte absolute great spot um if lebron does not play in this game Westbrook seventy six hundred. 
maybe, but I mean, I don't love the Lakers if LeBron sits. I want LeBron to play in this game. I I want my LeBron to play in this game from the Miami side too. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I think if LeBron sits, then there's significant blowout risk here. Um, so I agree with you. I want I want LeBron in to to have a ton of exposure to this one, and LeBron would would be the guy I'm targeting. I'm with you on Brian. I've played a bunch of him too. Like like his price has come up as it should though since Anthony Davis left, um, and he's he's shown he's handled himself very well in my opinion in in Davis's absence. Um, 6,200 is probably getting close to where he should be. And this is a tough matchup against Bam. So not the best spot for him, but I think you can still take shots there. LeBron is, is the primary target, though. Um, I wouldn't play Westbrook if LeBron is in. LeBron is out, then I, I would get some Westbrook. All right, we're going to finish it out here with Atlanta at Sacramento. Fantastic game. Um, I mean, a few books have this at 244, the Kings minus one, uh, coming off of a big win. What a comeback win type of game. Capella's out for Atlanta. We'll see on Sacramento. I mean, as of right now, everybody's good to go. I didn't see anybody leave the game or have any injuries um, when I was watching. We did come on the podcast, you know, halfway through this game. So um, Atlanta side first. I mean, gosh, this, this game, like – We've talked about a lot of good games. This game is a 244 total. 244. It's nine points higher than the second highest on the slate. Like, I think, is that the highest total this year? I remember a 242 a couple days ago, but I think 244. It was the Sacramento Utah game tonight or Tuesday night. It was 242 also? Yeah. And then there was another one earlier this week also, but I don't know that we've seen 244. That's a monster. It's, it's going to be like, you look at all the stats, right? Atlanta and Sacramento are both in the top seven in pace. I mean, that's fantastic. And Sacramento is a terrible defensive team. Atlanta's they're fifteenth. They're middle of the road. Like you dream of these types of games. I mean, this is just a game. Like we can sit here and we can talk about like individual plays from this game, which we'll do. But this is a very game stackable game. Um, if you can get the right pieces, which did not happen for me. Um, I mean, I, I had a lot of deer and Fox um, props. Sabonis had a good game too, by the way. Um, finished really strong. So uh, talk to me here about the Hawks. It was the Charlotte Lakers game on Monday night was the other 242 total. I knew there was another one this week. Um, Games but have been yeah. incredible. Like, I mean, doesn't shock me. Yeah. Like, that's the reason I stacked Utah-Sacramento so much. Like, Sacramento is a perfect matchup for DFS. They play really fast. And they, they don't play any defense. Um, so, like, it, they're just in shootouts. Um, this Atlanta team has been tough to figure out all year with Trey Young playing alongside DeJounte Murray. But Trey Young is 9,500 here. I think that's just too cheap for this game environment, number one, and his ceiling, number two. Even alongside DeJounte, he has shown 60 point fantasy ups, 50, 60 fantasy point upside multiple times. Um, I love Trey Young in this spot. DeJounte's price is now well. I think he's in play. I would prefer Trey Young, but I think they're both in play in this matchup. We just saw John Collins finally put a game like since um Capella has been out and he's been playing a little five. I've been chasing that a little bit. Uh he finally got there in the last game. He played 40 minutes against Golden State. 
Um, obviously not expecting that again, but I think he can comfortably sit in that like 32 minute range. Uh, 6K, I'm fine with John Collins in this matchup. Um, that's with their wings, like Hunter is coming back, I assume, which kind of t- like he's 4,800. I don't love that. And, and he takes all the other like secondary guys out. I think he hurts Bogdanovich a little bit too. Um, so really it's, it's Trey Young for me as, as number one. I think John Collins would be the second guy I go to and then DeJounte if I can get there. Yeah, I mean, for me on Atlanta, I have a ton of interest in Trey Young. Um, ton of interest. John Collins playing 40 minutes the other night. And I know what the game was. I know. But the fact that they ran him out for 40 minutes, yep. it's all I needed to see. Um, OT or not, whatever, like whatever. The fact that they ran him out for 40 minutes in a game, all I needed to see, like him a lot here at 6K. Um, Akongu, I think, is okay. He's not my favorite. He's not my least favorite. I think he's okay. His price, I wish his price was a little bit cheaper. Um, so I think he's okay. On the Sacramento side, I mean, De'Aaron Fox made me look like a genius yesterday. So, I mean, that that's great. Um, it didn't happen until the fourth corner, which is fine because uh, he got there. And that's all that matters. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I mean, I definitely like Fox. I like Sabonis. Outside of that, it gets tough. It, it, it's always tough with Sacramento. Once you get past those like two first pieces, like you know, Kevin Herter went healthy. He's going to play minutes. You know that Barnes is going to play minutes. Um, I don't know what Malik Monk ended up with on like Tuesday night, but like you know, like he's someone that can have some good fantasy point production. Uh, what are your thoughts here with the Kings? Yeah, I was just looking that up as you were talking about that because the Kings are very tough to figure out behind Sabonis and Fox. Um, Monk did not do anything. He played 15 minutes, had eight DK points. Trey Lyles only played nine minutes, um, which he was a guy that was seeing like around 20 minutes. Um, a guy that we talked about a little bit on crunch time that we had some interest in on a short three game slate, obviously not going here on going there on a full slate after, um, Harrison Barnes is the guy that, that crushed. He played 37 minutes, 36 DK points. So. I think these guys, the mid-range guys are in play because of the game environment. Herder, Barnes, Malik Monk, even Keegan Murray. Like, I think you can take shots on those guys because this is going to be such a fast-paced game. We're expecting a ton of points here. Um, they can all certainly get there. My favorite, I think, is is Herder, just because Monk's been dealing with that injury. Um, typically, Monk is the, the guy I like to target as the usage, usage guy off the bench and the cheaper of the three, but I think I think I would lean Herder here with Barnes playing big minutes. Um, he's a little cheaper than Herder, which is nice, but I I still lean to Herder is. But it, it's really about like I don't know the back to back is a little concerning here, but Sabonis and Fox are, are still in play for sure because of the game environment. If Monk sits like he's been dealing with his shoulder, I like Mitchell. I said that yesterday, and Monk played, but he didn't play a ton. If Monk sits, I like Mitchell. Uh, he's really cheap, so. Mitchell All right, let's the morning. 18 minutes. So, don't, yeah, don't I need hate that call. I like it. I got to see. I got to go like, I'll look and see on like game flow and stuff, like what we were looking at rotation wise. Like, did Monk play a lot um, in the second half? Is this shoulder thing really a thing type of thing, especially on the second end of a back to back? So, if Monk sits, I have a ton of interest in Mitchell. All right, morning grind game. Favorite play under 5K to go 7X. Who do you got today? 
Oh, I could not decide which New Orleans guy I wanted here, so I'm going to go Anthony Lamb. I think there's a, a lot of opportunity for him here with Golden State Mitch missing a bunch of, of secondary pieces. He's 4,600 against uh, with a great matchup against Detroit. I like it. Um, I already kind of talked about mine. I love Herd Jones today, um, 4,900. I think he's, as of right now, like night before, I think he's the best value put in the slate. I think he's going to play 35-plus minutes. I love this guy. All three Over, of those New Orleans wings that are in the 4Ks yeah. could could all three of them literally could 7x. I think I would max it at two though. Like if I'm Agreed. running 150 yep. like um, in lineup HQ, someone asked the question earlier in YouTube chat, but I think like I would max it at two. Uh, over 8K to go under 5x. Who's your bust today? I love this guy. I've played a ton of him this year, but Pascal Siakam against Milwaukee. It's either a Giannis who's been fantastic inside or if you if they rest guys then i think there's blowout risk uh i'm gonna go siakam here um i've struggled with this question today uh, there's a lot of players that i like um i'm gonna go tyler hero at 8900 he could easily easily crush in this matchup against the lakers but with everyone you know kind of healthy here for miami he's just my last my least favorite piece of the of the bunch uh, favorite 6X play, who do you got today? This one jumped off the page when I first opened up the slate. C.J. McCollum with no Zion Williamson, 8,200 against Houston. Just a smash spot for C.J. here. Call me a homer. It's fine. Um, I'm going to go Fultz here at 6,600. Orlando is very, very shorthanded tonight against the Thunder. It, if this game can stay close, the Magic defense has been absolutely atrocious here recently. If this game can stay close and like just get half of the fourth quarter, like Fultz has 40-plus point upside in this matchup. I think this is a game we see Fultz shoot like 15-plus times um, and have triple-double upside. So like Fultz a lot in this one. Uh, let's get weird GPP play of the day. Who is the guy for you today? I'm Willie Hernan Gomez here. I, we love the New Orleans Wings. They're all fantastic plays. Um, Hernan Gomez and, and Valanchunas have not played on the court together this year, so I don't expect him to get a huge uptick in minutes. But I think there's additional usage available on this second unit. Unit you talked about it with Alvarado a little bit. If it's not Alvarado, it could be Willie Hernan Gomez. If he can get up to 18 to 20 minutes, he can smash 3,800 in 20 minutes, no problem. My let's get rid of GPP play is Jose Alvarado. I think we we are on we're on the wavelengths here. We're yep. on the right page. It's just who does it? Like I don't know if both of these guys get there. Um, I don't even know if I'd make groups. I mean, I don't think I'd get enough exposure to these guys to really make groups. But I think we're on the same page. We're we're seeing like with with Zion and Ingram out. We're seeing like marshall and murphy and jones potentially start and like that is going yep. to leave second team usage and i think it's going to either be alvarado or hernan gomez like you mentioned it could potentially be both of them which could potentially hurt both of them um i mean it could potentially be jackson hayes it's really tough um where it's going to come from i just think like there's a ton of opportunity here for Alvarado, and they don't really want to play Devontae Graham a ton of minutes, and I think Alvarado is going to be the guy. So uh, he's my let's get rid of GPP play. Um, any bets standing out to you? Sleeper doesn't have anything up, so I'll try to post that. Uh, if you followed my one yesterday, I'm sorry. Uh, did not work out at all. Um, 
Yeah, that didn't work. Kelly Olenek smashed that one. He laughed in our face. Um, <laughs> any bets standing out to you here night before? Um, I like Cleveland minus five against Phoenix. Phoenix just hasn't looked the same this year. They've obviously dealt with a ton of injuries all year long, but no, no Booker and Aiton has a matchup against Jared Allen, which is not going to work out well for him. I don't think, I just don't see how Phoenix scores a a bunch of points in this spot. So, uh, I know Darius Garland likely out for Cleveland still feel like they can, they can, uh, cover the minus five here. Nothing jumping off the page to me outside of, I don't even know if it's still up, but if it is, and you're watching YouTube right now, Thunder plus one and a half. Um, I'm refreshing just to see if it's up. It's still saying that it's up on Caesars. So if you are in a state where you can bet on Caesars, Thunder plus one and a half seems like one of the best EV bets you can make tonight. So that's what I'm going to roll with. Um, I actually don't have Caesars up, but I'm looking at Action Network, and it's very, it's usually very accurate. So I'm going to go with Thunder plus one and a half. Um, but anyway, that's going to wrap it up here for Wednesday's NBA podcast. Tomorrow we'll be back with football. It'll be Keith again. We have week 18. We have a lot to get through and a lot to talk about. It'll be a long <laughs> podcast or a short podcast um, because there is so much to get through. But again, prayers out to Hamlin and his family. Just really thinking about that. Uh, I mean, I'm talking about it all day with certain like people that know that like I do sports talk for like a living. Um, I mean, a lot of people reach out to me today and just ask me like my thoughts. And my thoughts are it's a dangerous game. And I hope nothing but the best for him. I mean, that's that's just how I feel. So um, prayers out to him. Really just hoping that we get some good news here. Um, so hope everyone has a fantastic Wednesday. We'll be back Thursday football. Good luck. We'll see you then.